So, Mr. Orange, you're telling me that this very good friend of mine, who did four years for my father, who in four years never made a deal no matter what they dangled in front of him, you're telling me that now that this man is free and we're making good on our commitment to him, he's just gonna decide out of the fucking blue to rip us off? Why don't you tell me what really happened? Welcome everyone to My Bleeding Ears Podcast. This is episode number 165. We're now in the month of May of 2022. Uh, theaters are coming back to life now. Um, mm-hmm. Many movies are, are starting to get theatrical releases. Uh, mostly, I think, because Spider-Man did such a good job. And I think a lot of people were excited for that movie. And it did really well. And it was good, too. Mm-hmm. That uh, more movies now are just going to start throwing them back into theaters, which I think is fine because stuff now is coming to On Demand a lot quicker. A lot faster, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then there are also some movies. I feel like we need to keep up the trend of just releasing things on On Demand, um, like Netflix or Hulu or whatever. I would even mm. buy it or rent it. Um, Firestarter, the remake, is what I'm thinking of, or reboot, or <laughs> yeah. whatever it is. Like, who asked for that? No one. And who wants to pay $17 to go see it? In the Nobody. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we are, are getting a little bit back to normal, but uh, things have changed a bit to where, yeah, we're going to get stuff a little bit quicker now, it seems, and I think that's a good thing. Uh, get this movie out to more people, or any movie out to more people quickly, and I think you'll see the profits will, will be more lucrative. Mm-hmm. Alright, so with that being said, um, let's get to some of the movies that we've watched lately. Alright, let's start off big. Okay. We saw The Batman in the uh, theaters. Yes, it has been a while since we've done a it's podcast. Been a long time. Because <laughs> the last time we did one, we forgot, actually, uh, The Batman. Yeah, we had seen it in March and we just forgot to talk about it. Okay. Um, so we saw that in the theaters. We saw it again. It's on HBO Max, I yes. think. Yes. And so we watched it again. Really good. Um, uh, I was worried that it was going to be a little too dark. You know, I need to have some levity in my Mm. movies, even if it's going to be serious. And there are some chuckle moments. There's a a few of those moments sprinkled around. Yeah. But, which is good. We need it. Yes. Just a little bit, though. And they didn't go overboard with it. They didn't make anything silly. Which was a good point in this movie, because nothing is silly. Which... There are a bunch of silly things that happened in all the other Batman movies prior to this one. It's where I mean, they're not eye-roll worthy or anything like that, but it's just things that are so grandiose and yes. so just... Uh, it just can't really happen. It's not believable. But, I mean, it's a superhero movie at the same time. Right. So, uh, but with this movie, it's, uh, of course, Batman. This is newer Batman earlier in his Batman career, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, he's learning still, so he's a young man, and his um, 
his relationship with Alfred is, isn't what it is in later times to where mm-hmm. he's a father figure. So, yeah, there's like this Batman still trying to figure things out. Um, I know Robert Pattinson got a lot of crap. They're like, oh, we got the emo Batman. Yeah, well, sulky f- Bruce Wayne. What the <laughs> fuck do you expect, man? His fucking parents were murdered. Of it, course he is. Exactly. And it totally makes sense. Because it's early Batman, so we've got sulky Bruce Wayne, which totally Mm -hmm. makes sense. Bruce Wayne, I I mean, when you think about Batman as a whole, Bruce Wayne doesn't exist anymore. He's just the Batman. Mm -hmm. Bruce Wayne is a persona that he decided to create to throw people off the scent of thinking that he would ever be Batman. So the Christian Bale one that you see, or the, the Michael Keaton one that you see, are more goofy, silly dickhead playboys, right. which is just a character that Bruce Wayne plays. Mm-hmm. So it makes total sense that younger Bruce Wayne doesn't act like that. Yes, yes. I Personally, I think this is probably the best Batman to Ooh, me. Wow. Better than the Christian Bale ones. Because like I said before, those are, are, are very grandiose, you yeah. know? There's like, okay, something's going to blow up in this one. And then the next movie's like, oh, something's going to blow up in this one. <laughs> and then the third one, like, oh, something's going to blow up in this one, too. Hey, things really blow up in the Batman. <laughs> and they do, right. But it, it's it's earned, I want to say. And, and it's not a huge spectacle. You're not seeing Batman flying through the fucking air. Or you're yeah. not seeing the Batwing and everything. When you do see Batman flying around, uh, there's the one part where, like, he uses, like, the bat his bat wings and back parachute or whatever and he gets caught in like the the train tracks you and know falls and yeah falls, yes so uh, i just like how m- much more realistic this is much more how it plays in today's times and uh, like even our our villain the riddler uh he was good i liked him he was it was believable he wasn't yeah. wearing the, the the question mark fucking speed suit or anything i like the dark riddler and mm-hmm. it's necessary for a movie like this that tackles it's not just Batman beating up the poor and the mentally mm-hmm. ill. Mm-hmm. It's Batman taking down huge syndicates of right. rich people. Right. But he learns something in the movie to where the way he's doing things is pretty much the same way the Riddler is doing things. So he kind right. of figures that out and has to switch up his MO a little bit. Um, towards the end of the movie, you do see an interaction between the Riddler and the Joker, presumably. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was also a deleted scene from that to where Batman speaks to the Joker. Um, and I don't think that should have been cut from the movie. And personally, I think that's probably the best Joker. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously I'm going to disagree with you because <laughs> yes. my favorite Batman is the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Although, was it you or somebody else who said their their argument, maybe it was you, I don't remember, was that they said, no, that's a Joker movie. Yeah, yeah well, I would I qualify that as a Joker movie and not a Batman movie. I mean, I lightly disagree, but I see your point. Heath Ledger yeah. steals the show in mm. The Dark Knight. Yes, and he is a great Joker, but yeah. I like this one the most. And here's another thing, too, comparative to the other movies, is that I want to say that in the other Batman movies, the majority of the time, you, you follow Bruce Wayne. Yeah. But in this movie, you follow Batman. Right. You follow Batman into the uh, detective mode and in... And, and, uh, yeah, when he goes to the crime scenes and everything like that. And that's such a great scene when he enters that crime scene. Uh, one that, uh, I want to say, Senator or whomever is 
um, watching TV, and that's the beginning of the movie where you think maybe they're telling the origin story of Batman again. Right. But it's not. It's no. it's totally different people and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and how he, he comes across the scene later on, he's Batman. There's no, uh, he's Bruce Wayne in a, a few scenes, a couple with Alfred and when he goes to the funeral and, and sprinkled in, in other places. But no, I mean, the Batman is prevalent throughout most of this movie. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's good. Catwoman, um, also great. She was good, too. I had high hopes, and she met them. Um, It's a good movie. It's long. I can't think of what I would cut. Um, That Joker scene, I would cut. I mean, I'm glad that it didn't make it into the movie. It's fine, but... I I liked it a lot. It's a good scene, but it has no place in a movie that's already almost three hours. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I can see see where you're coming from with that. Yeah. Uh, I just liked it so much, and his performance, the Joker's performance in it is, is great. And, yeah. and it's horrific. He's horrific looking in the movie. Yeah, he's his face is very mutilated in this right. one. Right. It's yeah. either probably by Batman who did it, so it, yeah. it, it plays a lot, it'll play along a lot more if they do a sequel to it and they have the Joker as one of the villains, or even if he's behind bars like Hannibal Lecter is in the, the Hannibal movies. Or, or Silence of the Lambs. And if they kind of keep him behind bars like that and have Batman talk to him throughout like the series, I think that, that would be kind of cool. You know, just to, yeah. ha- to have that relationship still in the movies but not center stage. Right. <clears throat> All right, next. Next, uh, we watched Free Guy on Netflix. Oh, yes. Um, and it, I liked it. Yeah, it was nice. It was, it was a fine, fun movie. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, course another ryan reynolds movie either he seems like a guy either you love him or you hate him yeah and um i who think like, who I mean, hates him he's oh delightful. tons of people hate him <laughs> <laughs> uh this one's about um an npc in a mmo going awol if anyone understands what i just said yeah i mean i know what it's about but i don't know those acronyms okay npc <laughs> is a non-playable character right? in a video game uh and mmorpg is a massive multi multiplayer online role-playing game right okay and he becomes so, self-aware and yes he does and yeah. he's just like well what am I? Why am I working at this bank here? And he kind of just takes off and creates his own character in this massive online game. And the creators and everything are, are like, "Whoa, what, what is this?" You know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And and it goes on from there. And there's a bunch of shit that happens. Blah blah blah. Um, yeah, it's a fun movie. I it's had a good charming. Time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again on, I'm pretty sure it's still Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. The Adam Project, also Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Um, which was I liked less. It's it's a little darker. You know, honestly, it's just pretty predictable. Didn't I fall asleep during this you one? You fell asleep. Right. And, yeah. and that's... It went on then after you fell asleep for way longer than I expected it to. Uh-huh. Um, and it was fine. So this is about Ryan Reynolds has to go back in time to meet up with his younger self. And his mm-hmm. younger self has to help him. Not do stop doing something that affects the future. Or yeah, something like that, that affects right? time. They have to stop Catherine Keener uh-huh. from evil. Okay, it's it's fine. Check it out. It's entertaining. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I watched Uncharted, and you slept through most of that as yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also fine. Um, I was a little. You were annoyed that Sully was so young, and I was 
not annoyed, but it's notable that Tom Holland is so much younger than Nathan Drake mm-hmm. typically is in those games. Um, but I again, a perfectly entertaining. Yeah, it seems like it's fine. It, yeah. it just kind of seemed like Mark Wahlberg was miscast. That's all. Like Sully doesn't look like that. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's Sully's significantly older. So this is and this is a Nathan Drake origin story, basically. I what? mean, he's essentially a thief. I mean, he's looking for the Francis Drake treasure, like mm-hmm. he always is um, in all the games. Um, perfectly entertaining. It's one of those video game movies where I thought, this is fine. I'd like to play it mm-hmm. I, and rather than watch it. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. It, I think Uncharted was is a fun game, and I thought Tomb Raider is a fun game also. But when they did the Tomb Raider movie, they they made it very close to the game, but at the same time, it it, it didn't bring anything necessarily new. Yeah, uh, and even though in here I am right now <laughs> complaining about that, even though I'm the guy who liked the Resident Evil, Resident movie, Evil. <laughs> which stuck to a lot of shit yeah. that was in the game. This one kind of seemed just an action-packed movie without much of the Lara personality, but I think they did yeah. a, they did a good job. But it was it was just like it's, it was done so much better in video game form, and yeah, I had more fun playing the game than watching the movie. And I'm sure that's the same way with you and Uncharted. But when it came to Resident Evil, though, I never felt that way. Yeah, it was a horror movie. It was a slow-moving horror movie and I think Resident Evil probably holds a lot more nostalgia for both of us than Mm. the Uncharted or the Tomb Raider series true yeah Um, but yeah Uncharted check it out it's probably free now Mm -hmm. do it yeah check it out I mean from what I've seen it it seemed alright but yeah the next we saw a lot of big movies so I'm trying to get through those Um, the next one Jackass Forever we watched (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, oh, geez, I guys. barely remember it because it's whatever. It's another jackass movie. The only thing that I remember feeling was like fear for these old dudes doing yeah. the same thing. Well, that's when they got the younger guys to come in, and, <laughs> yeah, and, and, uh, and take the brunt of most of it throughout the movie. I, um, I think I've just gotten older too, <laughs> to where uh, I mean I laughed throughout the whole movie. But when I saw, like, the first two, they were hilarious. And I kind of went back and watched them again at some point in time. But this one, uh, I guess I'm just not as interested in going back to it. It's it's funny and everything. And the new... The, the one new guy is, pretty, is really dumb and funny. Poopy or whatever his name is. But the other guys weren't all that great either. They kind of... Yeah. It, it seems like it, it seems like they didn't earn it, I guess, in my eyes, to kind of take over, because we're kind of introduced to these guys in a movie. We'll, we'll think of it like this. Before you saw Jackass the movie, you saw Jackass the TV show, and you're introduced to these characters. And then they have a movie. And they keep continuing this movie into the fourth one, and then they introduce these new characters, or these new actors, or, or stunt guys, or whatever... And we've had nothing really to build up to it. So yeah. we're just these guys are just kind of sprung on us. Which, I mean, I can't necessarily talk too much shit about them because I mean, they, they have a lot to live up to, I guess, when it comes to jackassery. Yeah. That, um, <laughs> I can't argue with that. <laughs> right. So anyway, but it was still fun. It was still a good time. If you like the other ones, you're going to like this one too. 
Yeah. A lot of dicks and balls. Yeah. They also had a woman, their diversity hire, I'm assuming. Right. Um, But she didn't really do a whole lot of stunts. She didn't do anything. Uh, Yeah, she didn't do any stunts. And I was actually kind of relieved because the point of Jackass is that it's a bunch of idiot white guys doing stupid shit. Mm -hmm. And I laugh because idiot white guys just are born into privilege. Mm -hmm. So then you have a woman and like, I don't really want to see her get beaten up because Mm -hmm. that's not funny. Right, yeah. Because the privilege... uh, is there to a point, but mm-hmm. it's not because she's a woman. So mm-hmm. it was, I see what they were trying to do, but I feel like they were missing the point altogether mm-hmm. of why Jackass is funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, check it out. Yeah. I forget how we saw it. Did we rent it? Uh, I forgot too. Yeah, well, we I got forget, it somewhere. But we saw it. <laughs> um, we saw it in the comfort of our own home. Next. <clears throat> um, Death on the Nile. Mm-hmm. So this I found confusing because with everything going on with Army Hammer um, and abuse allegations and his weird cannibal shit fetish that he has, mm-hmm. they cut him out of the trailers, so I forgot yeah. he was even in it. Mm-hmm. And spoilers, everybody, he did it. <laughs> so that, that makes it even more awkward <laughs> that he's not in the trailers at all. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess they didn't have time for reshoots or... I mean, he's a major character in the movie. He's I mean, a huge... He do? did it! Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, it was fine. I was entertained. I think Kenneth Branagh is a great director, and I always have fun watching him, and this is a, a fun See, I think he's character a, I think he's him. a mediocre director. Oh, really? I always uh-huh. like the... I even liked Thor. People didn't... I think it's I okay. Thor was pretty good. I thought it was... Dead I, 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 again... See all yeah all these none of these are great though they're they're fine. See the thing with death death on the Nile okay, (coughs) or or any movie that kind of takes place in that time when they film it now, I'm totally out of the movie because the way things are filmed now is a lot of it's digital. A lot of that shit they filmed was digital. Right. It wasn't on the Nile or any river or anything. Right. And it was just like a sound exactly, and it was it wasn't believable to me. Um, and it was, it, to me, it was kind of boring also. I mean, um... All I remember, I mean, it was a while ago, but all I remember is that Army Hammer did it. So, fair point. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I just think, I think it was okay. I don't ever, probably will ever see it again. I just, it, it's, I got it. I get it. Um, <laughs> it, it yeah. just, it didn't hit for me. That's all. Yeah, I mean, I don't... Who's asking for Agatha Christie now? I don't know. Well, they're just going to remake whatever because any new ideas that people have don't have anything to fall back on. Like, if... um, like, like, there's, there's no built-in fan base for new things. So right. you, you got to get lucky to get fans for it, or really good, or and even, even if you are really good, who knows if you'll, you'll, this movie or show or anything will be discovered by anyone, right. or anyone and, will go see it. So. And it's Disney, right? So they just have endless funds. Oh yeah, they can just burn money for all to they do want, do whatever they want, remake. Yeah whatever they fucking want. <laughs> yeah. Remake Songs of the South or something. <laughs> no, don't. Don't do that. I think they know better by now, even if they're still a little tone deaf. Um, that one was bad. Uh, okay, so the last like big budget movie that we saw was Eternals, finally. Mm-hmm. We yes. watched. Um, we had a friend say that it was 
that she she'd actually seen it multiple times because it was a good movie for her to fall asleep to. Mm-hmm. And I get that. It's fine. You liked it more than I did. I did actually. I kind of enjoyed this movie. It was, um, I mean, it, it showed me a bunch of people I knew nothing about. Yeah. Um, and then. But once it kind of got started, you're like, okay, whose power is this? Whose power is this? And there's yeah. just so much thrown at you, which kind of be can be kind of confusing. But I mean, I, I think I kind of kept it together for the most part. Uh, there, there's some good characters in there, and there's some pretty decent action scenes. Um, and there's some uh, pretty decent conflict in it too. Uh, I just think that there wasn't this huge name attached. Well, there there was, but there wasn't like this main role of, like, uh, Brad Pitt or, or, uh, or any an huge ensemble actor. cast. It is. Sure. Even with Angelina Jolie. Exactly, It's yes. still an ensemble. Yes. Yeah. And I thought it was fine. I had a good time watching it. There's, uh, like I said, some of the characters I liked. I liked the, um, the one character who can change people's minds or control people. And uh, he's played by the Joker from... Um, oh, yeah, Barry Kill. Yes. Um... I like his character a lot in that movie. Mm-hmm. He was conflicted with the other Eternals because um, he, he was kind of like the uh, in uh, Catholicism. He was kind of like Satan in a way, where he um, kind of guided people in a certain direction to where his God, you know, gave people free will and everything. Yeah. To where uh, so, then, but um, he kind of put his down his foot down during the Eternals because he wanted to like. He saw people were going to die, and he wanted to save them. And they were like, hey, we're Eternals. We don't really fuck with mankind in that way. And he was like, no, fuck you guys. I'm going to go do what I I want to do. He pitied human beings. Right, exactly. Yeah. He still used them, which is strange. Yeah. But he did pity them. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, check it out. I feel like um, I listened to a critique of Spider-Man No Way Home calling it uh, just your run-of-the-mill paint-by-number superhero movie. And I disagree. I think No Way Home has a lot of heart. I would call Eternals your run-of-the-mill paint-by-number superhero movie. Like For yeah. me, it was predictable, mm-hmm. slow. Mm-hmm. You got Kumail Nanjiani in there. He's the guy who will give you your jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, it didn't have the same heart for me that I think a lot of Marvel movies do. It was, mm-hmm. it was fine. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was decent. Yeah. All right, smaller movies. So this is still a Ben Affleck. So let's call it, should we say Ben Sadfleck? Yeah, yeah. Um, Deep Water, 2022 on Hulu, starring Ben Sadfleck and mm-hmm. Ana de Armas. Mm-hmm. What did you think of this movie? I rolled my eyes pretty hard at the end. I thought uh-huh. it was kind of predictable. So... Ben Affleck is an older man, obviously. Ana de Armas is much, much younger than he is. They're married. She's kind of crazy, and she likes to push his buttons. Like, she mm-hmm. really gets off on that. And she's promiscuous. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. And then when she gets an opportunity to leave, she doesn't because she likes that conflict with him. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he doesn't leave because, I don't know, he... He's pathetic. He's pathetic. Yeah. He loves her. And um, so I kind of like this movie. <laughs> I figured you liked it And, more and than it's I did. not because of Anna Darmus either. And it, it's. It's. I like the. The kind of morose Ben Affleck in this movie. And I like how his character. You kind of just learn a bit more and more about him. And. 
you kind of try and guess what's going through his mind. Um, I, I guess I'll say this from maybe like a, a men's point of view in a way to where you, you can kind of see he's, he's calculating things in his mind to where he can still somewhat be in control of his life in a way and still hold on to Anna de Armas even though she wants to see other guys while she's with him. Mm-hmm. And, um, and in the beginning of the movie, too, we see that there's this big party. Um, it seems like everyone there who knows her knows what kind of person she is and how um, just how very lax and everything, just aloof and everything of everything. And he meets her boyfriend, or not boyfriend, but some dude that she's probably been seeing on the right. side. Mm-hmm. And he tells her, like, yeah, I, I killed the last guy who was... Uh, <laughs> uh, who was fooling around with her and the guy took it seriously and then she got mad at him he's like no i'm sorry and then he invited him back over for dinner and then he kind of was like yeah i, I killed him. Yeah, <laughs> he's right. still fucking yeah but then you find out later on in the movie that he might probably most definitely is telling the truth mm-hmm. and that he's been he's murdered lovers of his wife and it's just a weird kind of mix up there to where you're watching him kind of just struggle to stay afloat and watch his wife who um it seems like she just wants more out of their relationship but seeing as like he's an older man he doesn't go out and party as much and she's a lot more active than Mm -hmm. he is and he i want to say just fell in love with her so long ago and that it seems like their time together should be over and but that's not always the easiest thing to do is to give up someone you love even though you're not really meant to be together. Right. And I kind of like watching that play out on screen and even though at every turn they're making the wrong decision each and every time, I still I still appreciated that part of the movie. Yeah, I, I, I you gave it more of a chance than I did, mm-hmm. maybe. <laughs> um, I, I definitely see your point. I, I still think it was okay... I, you know, Ben Sadfleck and Anna de Armas are very good. Yeah, they're not it, bad in the movie, yeah. But I just didn't care. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's that one. All right. Um, these two I don't really remember. The, Go for it. The Curse of Humpty Dumpty, 2021 on Tubi. Mm-hmm. This is a weird doll that a mom has. Right. And it's haunted. Yeah, I, I don't remember too much from it either. Um, but I remember it takes place... Europe somewhere. Yeah. Or they get a Humpty Dumpty doll that used to belong to this woman, and then they bought it again or something like that, and it's haunted or some shit. Then uh, that's pretty much it. I remember the movie, but it, <laughs> it's a Tubi movie, so yeah. you don't know what the fuck you're going to get. Yeah. It, for a Tubi movie, I was surprised that it was okay, but again, it was a while ago, and I've forgotten most of it. Yeah. Um, and then the seed, I don't remember at all. Uh, the seed is a uh, shutter movie. Mm-hmm. It's um, about these three girls who are, are I'm gonna say, mid twenties, late twenties, go to this uh, <clears throat> house in the middle of nowhere in like uh, a farm, and it's a really nice house. Yeah. And then like a meteor hits, and the meteor ends up being like this turtle-looking fucking thing. And it's able to control the minds of the women and uh-huh. like infect them, and they start working out really a lot. And it's just a, a really weird movie. Um, 
Um, I guess I, I really don't recommend it all that much. Maybe check it out. Uh, the effects aren't all that great. The monsters kind of. It, it looks like a. It looks like it. It, sh it was shit out of the Super Mario Brothers movie. That's what it looks like. <laughs> okay. And, <laughs> so yeah, uh, I'm gonna go no on that one. And seeing as you don't remember shit from I it, don't remember probably it a no from you also. Even the IMDb isn't really bringing it back to mm -hmm. me. Um, now the weirdest movie we watched, uh, the Scary of Sixty First, 2021 yes. on Shutter. It's got some uh, masturbating with a church. Mm -hmm. That yeah, there's, one. There's a lot of masturbating, <laughs> um, nude women, weird stuff. Uh, this is a movie about you know, these two women who um, rent an apartment in New York that used to be owned by Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. And uh, there's a, another woman who is also direct, the director of the movie who uh, is investigating the whole thing and looking at the different apartments that he owned and she strikes up a relationship with one of the women there. Mm -hmm. But another woman, the other roommate starts being, I guess, possessed or whatever, or, or starts acting like she's eight or nine years old. Yeah. Um, like she's a little girl. Like, well, like Jeffrey Epstein, if you don't know who he is, he was the guy who was um, charged with, uh, molesting, sex trafficking, sex trafficking, yeah. and and yeah, fucking little girls, and died in prison supposedly by suicide. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she starts acting very young when she's fucking her boyfriend and stuff, and yeah. it's just it's really weird. But the uh, the one thing I did find out about this movie because I looked it up a little more the other day, and that the director who's also the um, uh, who's just doing some detective work on. The apartments that Jeffrey Epstein owned. Uh, she was actually in this one viral video that I remember watching from a while back. It's probably like four or five years ago. She was like on the street dressed in like a sailor outfit for some convention or something or some uh, movie thing. And someone from InfoWars came up to her <laughs> and just started talking to her. And she's just, like, when she's being interviewed, she's just so, like, nonchalant and, like, looking at her phone, barely paying attention to the woman <laughs> speaking to her. And it, it's a hilarious thing. You know, you should probably check it out. Um, okay. <laughs> we'll watch it later. I'll show it to you. She's really, she's just really funny in it. Um, well, I would, I mean, I guess I would say check this movie out. I don't think I liked it. I remember oh. saying, like, well, the time has come for women to make bad movies, too. <laughs> right? And direct bad movies. So, good for you. I don't think it's a necessarily a bad movie. It's just very obscure and independent for, I would say, other people's tastes. Yeah, I'm just not sure I like how they handle the idea of pedophilia and sex trafficking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but whatever, it is a mm -hmm. horror movie. So. Yeah. So that one's, there's that one. Um, then a couple of TV shows. I'm saving the movie that was easily the best movie that we watched. I mean, aside from the Batman for last. Uh -huh. So a couple of TV shows. Yellow Jackets, we finished on yes. Showtime. Yeah, we finished that a while back, and you watched it like three or four times since. Just one more time. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, it's a good show. It's uh, just kind of like a Lord of the Flies kind of uh, show, but... You get a lot more out of what ha happened after 
like the the plane crash. Yeah. Well, the, the show is about a, a plane full of uh, high schoolers, like soccer playing high schoolers. Uh, Girls. The, of the plane crashes, and they are stranded, and um, shit starts going down. <laughs> and, yeah, somewhere in the woods of the Pacific Northwest. Um, somebody, one of the crazy ones, smashes the black box so they can't be located, mm-hmm. and they're stranded. And, uh, yeah, we get to see in the past and in the present also to where we're fed little bits and pieces of information throughout, because uh, we find out that uh, there are survivors, but we haven't been let known of all the survivors yet, nor have we seen exactly what's going on. Uh, in the past and what's happened to all the other survivors of the plane crash so it's still a mystery coming into season two which i was hoping that wouldn't happen i was hoping they would just do one season wrap and just it up wrap I it agree. the fuck up mm-hmm. but now it looks like it's getting another season and they're gonna prolong it even more but i do recommend it yeah it's, it's uh, good it's pretty good uh and then we need to talk about cosby Yes. It's not as though I didn't want to see it. It's just, you did have to talk me into it because mm-hmm. it's just such a bu- it's so upsetting. Mm-hmm. It's so upsetting, but it's really really good. Um, just talking about the juxtaposition of mm-hmm. Cosby's persona versus the human, right? Um, um, from a perspective of black people who adored this man, um, and then those who didn't because he sort of shifts gears from you know uh civil rights to well, he gets old and curmudgeonly yes. and <laughs> starts to complain about black people and how they speak and mm-hmm. not making money and, and dress and everything the way they like dress that. and sort of like turning against them mm-hmm. and the whole time he's drugging and raping women right exactly. i mean well that was happening just throughout throughout all his of that. entire career <laughs> even the times yeah. when he was america's dad even the times he was a stand-up comedian this yeah. is always happening and then of course he would do great things like donate money and, yeah. and everything uh but that doesn't cover up the fact that he did all those horrible things and how how conflicted people must be who grew up with this man right and how they feel about it and that's pretty much the 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 series i think it's only like three or four episodes but it's very insightful it, it it's not like i i didn't know bill cosby was i did of course but right. i didn't know necessarily a, a lot of the things that he'd accomplished in his life leading up to now and but on the other hand i didn't also know about all the bullshit he did while that was going on right. too and to where they kind of they go back and show a lot of the women that were abused by him um, throughout time. They show either pictures or an avatar of them on the screen and the dates and time passing yeah. by, which I found, uh, I mean, it's, it's horrifying that you have a timeline for, for abuse like that. Yeah, and that all the people around him knew it. They knew it. They knew exactly what he was doing, and some of them facilitated it. So, extremely upsetting. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. It's on yeah. Showtime. Great informational stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then last before our movie of the week, my favorite, I think, I, I don't know, the, the Batman is a totally different movie, mm-hmm. but uh, X. X. Uh, from 2022. This mm-hmm. is uh, written and directed by Ty West. Mm-hmm. I was looking forward to it because, I mean, I, as, as much as I complain about him and his endings to movies... 
I'm I'm actually really enthusiastic about seeing them when they come out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because um, as as much as the movies are throwbacks in a way, they're still kind of bringing something new to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and this movie does that. We get uh, X is about takes place in I want to say late seventies, early eighties, seventy nine. Um, a group of filmmakers are gonna make a pornographic movie in a ranch area in who the fuck knows where kind of area uh, Louisiana maybe or Texas Texas, Texas. Texas. yeah because yeah, there's gators in there so um, yeah and the, and this is um, like a slasher movie um, they set up and everything and there's some inner conflict with the characters uh, and then the old couple that rents out the uh, the shack or house or wherever that they're going to stay in um, didn't exactly know what they were going to be doing, and it kind of triggers the wife of the man who rented the house, uh, and then she kind of goes on a killing spree. Mm-hmm. Also um, played by Mia Goth. So Mia oh, Goth. No shit. Oh, did you not know that? I didn't know that. No. Yeah, so Mia Goth plays the old lady and the main character, oh. which I think is very interesting. Hmm, interesting um, made yeah. me like it even more mm-hmm. um, because this the older woman. Um, horny older woman is sort of like reminiscing on being younger and is is jealous of Mm -hmm. these women who are so sexually free where she never really got to be and definitely isn't now. Right. Uh, So yeah, it was really good. Um, There's some really good horror scenes in it. There's some good gore scenes in it. Um, And all how it's filmed and everything is, is great. I recommend this movie it's probably, I want to say, his best movie so far. Um, I mean, I like House of the Devil, uh, even though it's kind of plotting and slow moving. Yeah, but at the same I really time, like, I like House it. of the Devil, yeah. Um, and I like, oh shit, what's the one? The Sacraments. The Sacraments, good too. Yeah. Um, shit, then you did the other one, the Haunted House one. Yeah, uh, The Innkeepers. The Innkeepers, That yeah. one I thought was a little boring. Yeah, I like it's that okay. one. okay, you like that one more than I did, yeah. yeah. Um, I really like House of the Devil. I think I yeah, definitely like cool. that more than, than X. But X is for sure a movie that I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, and, so yeah. I liked it very much. So, yeah, that's a definite A-plus for me. So check that one out. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, that does it for our movies. And coming up next, our movie of the week. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Our movie of the week is the 2000 film Cherry Falls. Cherry Falls, pun intended. Oh, now I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, I love 90s, early 2000s slasher films. Uh Um, And, like, Scream in 1997, 1996 kind of revitalized that Mm -hmm. genre uh, in the 90s because it pokes fun at the genre itself while still being gory and scary 
and fun. Um, so I thought that I had seen all the teeny bopper 90s slashers, 2000 mm-hmm. slashers, but I was wrong. Cherry Falls, starring Brittany Murphy mm-hmm. and Michael Bean and Jay Moore. Right. Um, it's directed by Jeffrey Wright, and he did a movie I really liked, so I was interested to see this film too, uh, Romper Stomper. Oh, okay. It's uh, I believe it's an Australian film. It has Russell Crowe in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about a bunch of Nazis and stuff. So, uh, Good movie, interesting film. Uh, I would say check that one out. But uh, going back to Cherry Falls, yes. Yeah, Cherry Falls. So this movie is about... Um, Oh, the the town is called Cherry Falls, Virginia. Um, Virginia. I get it. I get that one now, too. Ah. Um, this slasher movie um, sort of subverts the idea that virgins survive through a movie until they lose their virginity. This slasher is targeting virgins. Yes. So it opens on uh, Jesse Bradford and someone else that I didn't know um, making out in a car, mm-hmm. and they get murdered. Yes. Because they're both still virgins. Yes. And so we find out um, Michael Bean is the sheriff of Cherry Falls. Yes. Um, and he's investigating the murders of high school virgins. And he's also the father of the Brittany Murphy character. <clears throat> yeah. Too. To which they have a very, very sensual relationship. Borderline uncomfortable. No, no, it is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, it's just very weird relationship they yeah. have that we see in this movie. <laughs> Yeah, whenever, yeah, father-daughter relationships where they're, yeah, like, in a weird touching, or I always think of, I don't have a brother, but you have a sister, mm-hmm. and whenever I see siblings on TV, like, holding each other and touching their faces, I think, like, would you no do that? Suppose my brother did that, I'd be like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Get yeah, away from me. <laughs> yeah, like, my sister and I are affectionate with each other, but I don't hold her close and... Cup her face in my hands. Like, yeah, things yeah. like that are just kind of strange. Um, so anyway, targeting virgins. Mm-hmm. Um, we find out that 27 years ago, um, a woman named uh, Laura Lee, I think, um, was raped in high school. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Laura Lee Sherman. By a bunch of... Was raped by a bunch of high school guys. A bunch of I think the football players, I want to say. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, and so we're... Sub- we're led to believe that it's Laura Lee Sherman who's murdering virgins. She's come back from wherever and is, yeah. Yeah, is murdering people now. M- murdering virgins. Yes. Uh, so Michael Bean's investigating that. Um, all the kids are really scared. Um, so eventually they end up having an orgy in this like, lake house. <laughs> right. So they can all lose their virginity so they don't get murdered. Right. And then throughout this time, though, Brittany Murphy... Um, like in the beginning of the movie, we get to see a scene with Brittany Murphy and her boyfriend. And she's totally not letting him fuck her, so he yeah. kind of gets mad and they, they break up in a way. And then they're, they're, they're kind of on and again, off again throughout the movie. And But through time, she's for some reason, she starts to get a little bit more promiscuous. And um, she tries to fuck... I think she tries to fuck him or someone or it's something him, like that. And, and he won't. And he yeah. won't do it because she's not acting like herself. So he gets kind of a conscience out of that. Right. Uh, but then she starts to try it and she investigates a little bit into what's going on too. Um, this movie's kind of all over the place with a lot of things. Yeah. And there's some things that just don't work in it. Uh, one of them is the Jay Moore character. Uh, he's the young high school teacher that's a lot you know the students like you know because he's a younger dude yeah um he doesn't try to um 
necessarily go down their level, I want to say. Uh, he's open to it. He's, he's a cool teacher. He treats them like right. adults. Mm-hmm. And um, so the, the Brittany Murphy character kind of confides in him in, in certain times and everything. But by the end of the movie, we end up seeing that he is the killer. Because yeah. he is the uh, bastard the, son, bastard son of the four, five people who raped their mother, his mother, and one of them is Michael Bean. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, not only is he is he killing virgins, he's also it seems killing the people who were related to uh, the the people who who did the rape. Right. Um, so by the end of the movie, we see that it's Jay Moore. And then, like, full psycho dress-up. Right. Dresses up like a woman. And he goes, he ends up going to the orgy, <laughs> and he says, class dismissed. He starts fucking yeah. slashing people and everything, which is very silly. And I think, and the reason it doesn't work is because Jay Moore is a comedic actor. Um, and he wasn't known too much more other than that at that point in time. Mm-hmm. So I guess what I'm saying is that this would have been like the same movie if they just threw Will Ferrell in that role, too. Yeah, I mean, Gene Moore in general doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think they just should should have gone with more of... I, I mean, I even hate saying this, though. Uh, uh, one of the UPN actors from uh, back in that time. Yeah, Maybe I mean, one of the older ones that they could have pulled that role off because... Yeah, you're going in there like this guy's a goof, and I'm watching this movie, and, and it's not very believable. Maybe further down the line in his career, I would say yes, it would have been. But here, it just kind of it, it's not believable enough for me. Yeah. Did you predict that he did it? Because I don't think I did. I didn't until much later in the movie, mm-hmm. and just, then just kind of going on, on about like his age. And, right. and they kind of clicked in after that. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, some little bits about this movie, too, is that, yeah, it wasn't released in theaters in the United States, mostly in the UK areas. Uh, I mean, Europe and UK and everything. Um, and then it was finally released on uh, the USA Network as like a TV movie mm-hmm. and never really got a proper theatrical release, which, uh, I don't know. Could you see that movie as a theatrical release? And Absolutely. There's... Like, Valentine got a theatrical mm. release. Although I think Valentine is underrated. It's a lot more fun. And this movie never really like seems one. cheap, either. Yeah. It's filmed well, and everything looks fine in it. Editing is fine, but I guess you could have released it in theaters. I think it, it was good enough, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure... I think there was some things with the censors also, and then there was... From what I read also, that the, the orgy scene was cut to shreds there was supposed to be like way more going on in that entire scene right. and yet it was cut to bits and pieces from from what i've read and then literally <laughs> when all hell breaks loose <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah i agree it's not very gory it's not mm-hmm. i don't even remember nudity in an orgy yeah i don't remember too much either uh but I don't know. I think I'm in the middle of the road here. I I would say if you did miss this movie and you like the, 80, uh, the 90s and early 2000s horror, which I'm not necessarily a big fan of, I think it's it it kind of took horror back a little bit. Um, 
it didn't really progress things because they were just doing things that they've been doing for years now and then they just tried to make money off of that right like uh, what if we make an opposite of scream and they're virgins right or yeah. or even scream or just like okay well scream scream gets a big pass because it made fun of it right and, and it was I, I guess you could call it somewhat satirical it definitely is yeah but with movies like I Know What You Did Last Summer, Valentine, uh, Urban Legend, like all those movies were, weren't necessarily bloody or gory or, or shocking at all. It was just by the numbers kind of slasher. And that would be fine in the 80s, but now it's been so long and then you're trying to recreate something that worked so well a decade ago. Right. And now here you are trying to do it again, but I'm not I'm not going to say failing at it, but you're 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 bringing it to a bigger audience, but you're depleting what was so rough and scary and great about it and so dirty that you you cleaned it up. Yeah. And then you added all these fresh faces in there that people knew like from like I said like the CW or the UPN shows of back in mm-hmm. the day of, of of when the Dawson's Creek and uh, party of five and all that shit was coming out you 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 went for those actors because that's the teenagers knew them yeah uh, teenagers knew them and also those actors wanted to break out of their Warner Brothers you know, WB shows and do something gory or well yeah they did do that and then yeah. they went right back to their WB yeah. shows because mm-hmm. those movies I mean, yeah they made money and but uh, I'm sure, yeah, we remember them, but at the same time, who remembers Urban Legend or Urban Legend 2 or any of those? Or, or I do. The Nagzima girl did it. <laughs> <laughs> but with Cherry Falls, um, or with any movie I, I see that kind, kind of gets pushed to the side or gets cut to shreds and it isn't necessarily the director's vision, Right. I kind of want to give it more of a chance. And... I think that, like, movies like Event Horizon is one of them, which isn't a very good movie. And even after watching it a few times after the first initial viewing, it's still, I mean, there's still something missing in that movie. And I want to like it so much, and there's so many good little things in there that it just kind of, it doesn't come together like it should have, and... I want to say that there was a lot of stuff cut out of that movie, Mm -hmm. a lot of gory stuff, and unfortunately, from what I've read, is that all like a lot of the reels and stuff that was filmed was either destroyed or is unusable. Um, So we'll never get to see a true vision of what that movie is. Mm -hmm. Um, Once again, same thing with this movie. Um, There may it may be better. Who knows? I mean, who, who knows with any of these movies? So you'd like to see a Jeffrey Wright, like, director's cut? Yeah, Cherry why Falls. not? Yeah, might as well go for it. Because you have to think of it, too, back in uh, Scream. Scream got a NC-17 rating when they first threw in the cut. And the reason was, because this was the first scene, was yeah. the Drew Barrymore getting gutted. gutted. And it's not even really that bad compared to what we see on The Walking Dead. No, it's upsetting. I it mean, is, it's really yes. sad. But, but it's just, yeah, it's just these, these little things that get cut out of movies that can make either a small difference or a big difference. There's, mm-hmm. um, like, History of Violence got an NC-17 rating. 
And the reason it got it was for audio. Uh, Someone's neck getting broken Mm -hmm. and stepped on. Mm -hmm. Audio. Yeah. It's crazy. But then, of course, we see, like like I said before, The Walking Dead on primetime television. And and even though it's on cable, yes, true, it's still really graphic. It is. And I think TV has also changed throughout time, too. And cable has changed throughout time, too. To where you, you couldn't even see that shit before seven o'clock, right? Because with cable channels, and not I'm not even talking about like AMC and stuff. I'm talking about like HBO. You couldn't show R-rated movies before seven o'clock, and now we have Walking Dead marathons all day on the AMC. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's it's fascinating how the world has changed in that way. To where you know things were so disturbing or supposedly so disturbing and sheltered from us but now it's just commonplace yeah which good i'm i'm happy for it so let's start cutting up movies like that and i'm sure um the movie x was slapped with an x rating at some point and they had to cut some shit out maybe who knows mhm uh, but i mean it's right in the title but we don't see kid cootie's penis ever you, you <laughs> see an outline of it an outline yeah <laughs> But uh, Cherry Falls, uh, what do you say? It's bad. Mm-hmm. I, it, I didn't even have a good time. No. But also, I really just don't like Jay Moore. That's really, just my like... opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Bean dies, so that oh, tracks for Michael Bean movies. Um, I don't know. I, I did not like it. You? I thought it was mid-range with all those movies I'd mentioned earlier that, that fell into the, the mid-90s to early 2000s. Yeah. I, I want to say it's in the middle of those. Because like I said, I as much as I can appreciate some of that stuff, some of it I, I'm not a, the biggest fan of. Right. Yeah, and I don't. Not. I don't need to see them again. Because one, I think a lot of those movies too in that time period dropped some of like the uh, like the Jason kills and stuff to where they're mm-hmm. um, well thought out you know or, or just crazy or memorable memorable yes because none of those a lot of those kills aren't memorable like sure some of them like Valentine where she's in the hot tub right or uh, yeah, I'm having trouble even naming some of them right now it, it, they never really stuck with you like say like the old slashers did yeah. Or at least to me they didn't. And plus, a lot of them dropped the nudity out of them, too. To where you didn't even get to see nudity. And yeah. I think that's... And I'm not even really saying that to be a pervert. No, I know. But at this, uh, but a lot of, of invulnerability or vulnerability comes with someone being nude or naked or, or especially women. And with any film or with any, like reaction you're going to get out of your audience you also need the reaction of your actors to give that sense so it's very much like i just i'm not the biggest fan anymore no and i totally get it i i love 90s horror i love i know what you did last summer i know they're silly i know that Mm -hmm. i love valentine i know it's stupid and the end doesn't make sense yeah but for each one of those that i like there's an element of fun like mm-hmm. i'm having a good time mm-hmm. even if i know it's silly i'm still having a good time and with cherry falls i just wasn't i didn't have any no. fun at all <laughs> all right well shit 
So Cherry Falls. Cherry Falls. It's on AMC Plus, so yeah. do it. After you're done watching your Walking Dead marathon on AMC, check out Cherry yeah. Falls. It's going to be very vanilla compared to The Walking <laughs> Dead. <Yeah. laughs> All right. Well, thank you everyone for joining us again for this week's episode, and join us next time, and we will see you then. Thanks for listening. Thanks.